Hello and welcome to the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. I just wanted to take a moment of your time to talk to you about one of our sponsors, F&H Contracting and Fence, located in Billings, Montana. If you're looking to spruce up your yard or want a little more privacy for them summer backyard barbecues, or maybe you just need part of your fence repaired, contact our friends at F&H Contracting and Fence by texting 406-661-7484. From front yards to farmyards and even chain link to vinyl, they've got you covered. Now back to the action. What is up and welcome back to another episode of the Bull Mountain Brothers podcast. How are we doing, guys? Did you wear a fancy shirt tonight? That was... Was that in your question book? That was a good intro. The last four episodes, you guys have done the same thing at the beginning. No. Yes, you have. What? Where you're like, I'm proud of you. Oh, Riley, your intro is so good. (laughs) What is up, podcast listeners? (laughs) Every part, everyone's going to like turn the podcast on and be like, yeah, they just did this last week. And and you think so? No, I don't. You think we're that bad at this? No, no. I I was talking about your shirt. No, I think, well, Sean was. I ironed it, though. You know what? Let's just all. Dwell on this moment for the fact that all four of us are actually wearing some of our own merchandise. We wow. are for once. Ramsey, and I, well, I found mine. I, I oddly enough, I had this one for I. This is the one I wanted, and I got it for the turkey hunt. Haven't seen it since the turkey hunt. Reappeared on top of my fridge. So mm. I think I think my brother had something to do with that. But where did I find that? I don't remember. Okay, that's restart. Let's go. The only thing that we need is Riley to get a iron. For a shirt, that's about it. <laughs> well, I or a real woman. Died. Well, truth be told, whoa, uh, I well, found I it in my truck, and it looked better than a cutoff. So it did. I would say it did. I wore a cutoff last week, so I can't do it two weeks in a row. Yeah. Well, that took a turn. <laughs> what did that intro? <laughs> yeah, because you guys just can't go one episode without talking shit to me about my intro. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> I know, but like my favorite thing about doing a podcast versus like a, I mean, we do do videos, but like, like let's say you're like a video actor, is that we can wear like Ramsey's got a decent shirt on, Sean's got his classic Carhartt Carhartt shirt on. Matt's Surprise, he's not wearing a MRG hat. Matt's going, uh, Matt's going to a banquet with his kids later in his polo shirt. He just Absolutely. got he just got off the 18th green actually. <clears throat> He's taking the kids to the pool. <laughs> uh, but we're all wearing shorts and slippers underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even wearing pants actually. Uh-huh. This is like Zoom Zoom interview style right now, you know. Yeah, and then you like you think you have your Zoom video shut off but you stand up and you're just wearing underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't make uh, it that far. Sean, we missed you. Actually, <clears throat> see this is another weekend where it's been the three of us and Sean just doesn't hang out with us. Oh, yeah. You're right. He went to a wake. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> I swear I really, to God, that's what he said. I don't really, what he said was a wake. I really I think don't he meant wakeboarding. Where you guys got that from? I don't think I've ever used like I told you guys before we started well, this. I've never used that term in my we, life. We were in spotty service, so it's understandable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Matt looked it up and he's like, "Yeah, those happened between well, seven since, and nine p.m." I was like, "Oh, well, our plans are at two, so that makes a lot of sense." Since the three of us know what we did, what were you doing when you don't like to hang out with your brothers? Hanging out with his real friends. Yeah. Did you start another podcast, Sean? We're <laughs> <laughs> just a side piece. Yeah. No, I uh, had some shit to do around the house on Saturday. Yeah, you have been gone quite a bit all summer, and you moved right before you got married. So it is. There's a lot to do. I think you can still do it in December. It's still going to be there in December. Yeah. That's the well, thing and it's not, I guess you can't do stuff during the week. I guess. 
No, I guess not. Because he goes to work at three o'clock in the morning with me, and then we come home at nine and we're tired. We want to eat. We go to bed. These guys are such a joke. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> what the hell did you guys even do this weekend? We uh we made it out to the ranch. Okay, had a great time. Um, we've been talking about it all. I don't know since probably Matt was in California about really taking a massive effort on being more prepared this archery season than normal. I think we've done a lot this weekend. Yeah. And so yeah, we got a lot of good quality content too. We met up with good some content, good sleep. Yeah. Matt's got <laughs> some, some uh, return clients that he has every year for archery. They're really good guys. And uh, they're just pretty hardcore elk hunters like we are. And they met us up. We had dinner. Um, we had a really good dinner and we did that till about, uh, it must've been like nine thirty or 10 when we left nine thirty mm-hmm. probably. And then we drove in, uh, the long way to, well, not the long way, but the normal way into the ranch got there about 10 30. Oh, no, it was like 11. <laughs> yeah. And so well, we, we got to the cabin at 11, but we literally pulled, go, drove across the bridge and it's corn on both sides of the road to the, yeah. to the shop. Giant elk standing right in the middle of the road. Yeah, like it was sweet. Thirty feet into the super white horn. I didn't see it. Yeah, well, you didn't see it for real. He was in the back seat. Oh, I forgot. See, this is why. Like, this is twice now, and Sean was there the last time, where we just need to start putting GoPros on, every on the front of every vehicle. I know, it, I know it. It's like you just can't catch everything at all times. But <clears throat> so you guys saw a lot of elk, though. Well, yeah. So uh, I I'd say all honesty, probably seventy five to hundred head total. Yeah. More bulls or more cows? More, more cows. cows. Okay. But. But the quality of the bulls was but really good. But the problem was, hell, it was 103 on Saturday. Yeah. The ranger was reading, what did we see? 121. 120. Yeah. <laughs> but as you guys have said before, they, it's kind of a dumb design. Was it sat- Friday night or Saturday morning that you had a fun little surprise when you went to the bathroom? Oh, yeah. So I go out. It was Friday night. <laughs> it was Friday night. So I walk out to the porterhouse, you know, getting ready to evacuate dinner. And... uh I sit down and I see a spider web. I'm like, eh, I can see the spider kind of down in a hole. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I turn my headlamp off and do my thing. <laughs> I'm sitting there and all I can think about the whole time is like, that can't be a black widow. I literally turn the light on, look down, and it's just far away from my leg. Big old black widow. And I'm like, I'm glad I turned my headlamp back on. They won't hurt you. It got the size 12. I told them, I said, they'll just make you sick. Yeah, they don't like to bite, though. Did you ever listen to Steve Irwin talk about Black Widows? No. You should. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, rip. Fucking stingrays. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Um, so, yeah, then we got up. <laughs> That's what he said. We, uh, we got... Uh, of course, it's August, so you have to get up earlier than... Um, than normal so we were up at 3.30 not normal this guy slept in <laughs> yeah anyways um, sorry I'm good and we headed to a spot that we could overlook an area where Matt was pretty confident we'd see elk and why is that because you're the expert <clears throat> oh my god I can't how, how painful was that for you to say right there see I don't, I don't know what it is tonight but Matt and Matt and I are not vibing at all He's he's just talking mad shit all night yeah and uh, so, yeah, I really had to barf that one out. But anyways, uh, so we get up there and Matt thought he saw some stuff in the uh, low light. Ramsey and I saw filled. Ramsey and I saw hay bales. 
And then your boy, who's an elk magnet, mm. found the four bulls in the... Tri- who, who found it then? No, he didn't. I did. That's two against one. <laughs> you, you're, you're claiming you did? That's a lie. Off the corn? 100%. The one that was in the corner? In the green grass? Oh, yeah. It was Matt all day long. No, that was Riley. Yeah, thank was you. That, that was Riley. I, thank you. The four that we watched. No, yes. The, the first ones I seen was the three that were still in the corn. Mm. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Real conundrum going on. But the, the there's actually a lot the of, first person. There's a lot of animosity all those in cows the that were out in the, too. the field. So that happens when it, Sean's not around. I know. I um, you guys out. Anyways, so we watched these four bulls for like an, God, hour, probably, an hour. And they came all the way into us, uh, just like Matt thought they would, and got some really good footage. And Matt found three more bulls in the corn, but they never, I don't think they ever even came out. Unless no, we, they didn't. And I'm pretty sure they were the ones that thought one bull's the one. Because remember, I kept saying I could see him above the, the corn, and I believe that's the one you got at Harry's house on Sunday. Probably. So my question is, uh, actually, I'm going to let you get there. I'm going to let you get there. Yeah. So then Matt's like, dude, he's like, I know there's a herd of cows around here somewhere. Like I can't believe we didn't see them. And I happened to just glance back to see a whole mob of cows just running running up uh, the canyon. And so we, we flipped over there to catch them real quick. And Matt's like, yeah, I knew I knew that I'd be here somewhere. You know, I really enjoy Riley's tripod. It's nice quality. Mm-hmm. But having a tripod that has micro adjust on it. Pretty nice. Would Well, his doesn't. And looking through the spotting scope with with the phone scope and whatever, it's so shaky while I'm trying to follow them. I see why guys buy those expensive yeah. tripods now. I know it's just a hard time justifying two hundred plus dollars on a tripod that you only use like, I mean that's the most we've used it in. Well, yeah, but that's while. the most we've wanted. We we've needed content though. Right. True. So my question is for you guys: biggest <laughs> bull you saw this weekend? Um. Well, let me. Let me get to that. Um, did we see anything else the rest of Saturday? No. Uh, antelope. Yeah, we saw some antelope. Well, we saw a pretty nice goat, actually, about 100 yards from the ranger. Yeah, and it was just so it was so hot Saturday that we couldn't, we didn't really want to do anything until... Was it Saturday or Sunday we had those? Oh, those, it was Saturday. The one in the... No, the, but the does that were 10 feet from oh, the that ranger was Saturday. got up out of the no, sagebrush. We went, we didn't go down to White Tail. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. It was Saturday. Yeah. Um we went down on the river and it was just like we all we were all we got out of the range like one time. We we're just like, this is too this is too hot to do anything. They're not nothing's gonna be out moving. And like it would be miserable to spend ten minutes putting up a blind because it was just it was just not fun. So we went back, Matt um made his special uh elk steaks, threw them in the what is that thing? Slow cooker. Slow cooker. Headed up on top of the hill, and we were checking. We wanted to put up cameras in our, you know, this that's kind of like our fa- Matt and I's favorite spot to hunt elk. I think. What'd you say? Oh, absolutely. I just wish the trees were still there. Yeah, that's where the fire went through. But the grass is like, I don't know, over the hood of the range. Yeah, it's ra- it's ranger high it's, at some point. It's four foot yeah. without exaggeration. So like, there's stuff in there for sure. And we went all the way to the top, and there's supposed to be water in the wells up there, and there wasn't, except for the first one. So we were like, oh, that's kind of weird. That's not really going to help us, you know. Like, that kind of sucks for the elk cutting up there because what else? There's no shelter up there. I mean, there kind of is, but. Mm-hmm. So we went and uh, we went down to this big, deep canyon and put up, a, put up a camera where Matt likes to go and then drove back out and it was getting pretty dark. So we headed back on the trail and we came through one of the mountain passes and 
wouldn't you know, we had about three three cows and a spike, one by two elk run out in front of us. And they just stood there like 50 yards forever. It was like, wow, you don't, you don't get this opportunity very often. And then went past those guys and we had like, what, seven bucks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One one pretty wide one. Yeah, yeah. One shooter, maybe. We didn't get a real long time. And that low light, you know, it's kind of hard to mm-hmm. like sit there. And and they were they were pretty much headed for the rim. You know, I think the only one that had good light was just me through my binoculars, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then we're like, Ramsey's like, I know that I saw water in that first well. Let's head down there and see, like, you know, if we can at least put a camera on that well. We got down there and there there was no water in the well. Or no. There's water in the well. Yeah. No. No, that, there was no water in that second That tank. second one. Second one, right. And yeah. Matt's like, well, there, or one of us drove by and there's like water, standing water in the field. And so we're like, oh. Heck yeah, that's kind of that looks like a perfect spot for a wallow. And we drive out there and we think it's just like a rain caught pond. The whole flood, the whole field is flooded. <laughs> so the, the we, pipeline's broke. Yeah, so we know Ooh. that the pipes definitely broke. Um, and so we put a camera on it anyways because I mean shit, they're gonna go um, in there until that water is gone. They're gonna be there. Yeah. And so then we headed down to the last well, which is on the you know the very first field. And that one, that well had water in it. And as we're driving by, we were kind of getting a little lackadaisical, ready to go back to camp. And I was like, hey, Matt, I think I see something by your window. And it was a couple deer. And then Matt's like, oh, well, that's even better. And looks up the hill and there's like, I don't know, how many do you think? 28. Yeah, 28 elk. Uh, four or 500 yards away, maybe. Right, four and a half. And uh, he saw a bull that got him excited. So must have been pretty decent. That's good. When the horns are higher than a 10-foot fence, it tells you something. Yeah. How big do you think he was? Because you didn't get a good look at him. I couldn't tell you. I just know he's a shooter bull. Yeah, he was definitely in that, that you know, that class. 350-plus class for yeah. sure, I would say. Oh, yeah. And uh, we just let him be, you know, because part of you wants to, like, drive, you know, because that would have been easy to drive well, we kind of did that. Close. We kind of did that at uh, when we were putting cameras out of Narnia. It was like Ramsey and I took off at a dead sprint and then stopped 20 yards after we jumped that bull, and we're like... Let's just calm down. Yeah. What are we going to do? Throw a rock at it? I mean, really. The, I get. I think the best part of Saturday, though, is we, we went and seen everything, and we were coming out, ran into the owner. We had a gift for him, and we spent three and a half hours, two and a half hours probably with it, three and a half probably total with the time down at the barn. Yeah. Went well, up and had we, coffee and seeing a bull he found sheds on that was just unbelievable. Yeah, we really, because uh, we talk about this a lot where, we started this podcast for situations like that, and it was just we really got to, <clears throat> you know, sit down with him. Um, I, don't, I don't really want to talk about a whole bunch, but he, he is having, you know, he's he's ill, <clears throat> and so anytime you get to spend talking to him is, you know, is precious time, really, very precious. And so we spent, you know, like you said, a couple hours down. We ran into his son down in the corrals and talked to him for a while, and then uh, the landowner came down. BS with him and he's like, "Hey guys, let's go look at my let's go look at my bull. I got it up in the house." And we're like, "Heck yeah! I mean, we got nothing going on. Let's go do it." And so it was fun. We got to sit in his. Uh, of course, Matt's been in his house a million times, but Ramsey and I never have. And it's a beautiful house, and it overlooks the whole property. So we got to do that Saturday, and it was really just a fun. It was one of those times where like all of us had the same idea where we're like. We should just hit the record button on the phone instead of because it was just like great banter. Like he was just telling stories of like, like cowboy that, and the hunting. Yeah, uh, like cust, stuff about Custer's last stand and uh, lookout towers and stuff. And it was just like, man, that's like stuff like that. You know, you want to document, and we didn't get the chance to. It, it's a hard. Um, 
thing to really decide on, like if you want to ask somebody about filming them or podcasting them, especially when they're like uh, not in good health. Um, Cause we all wanted to ask him so bad. Like, you know, could we come up here and, you know, document your story and stuff? Cause that's what we do. And uh, we just never got the chance to ask him. It wasn't the right time. No, it wasn't. And uh, <coughs> so that was Saturday and that was a lot of fun. And then Sunday, we just stopped to tell him that the pipeline was broke. Yeah, we... Uh, that was another hour. We didn't see shit Sunday, I don't think. No. No, we we went up, got up on top of the big rock, looked everything over. You and I took a little nap. Oh, man, I found a... It was like a... The rock is a, is a big sandstone rock, right? Mm-hmm. And it's been eroded but, but away. But you found like a bed, like a deer bed. Up yeah, I found like a... It was like a, a bear den, almost. It was like sand, it was like sandy. I just curled up into it, and it was cold. <laughs> we passed out. Ramsey was probably up there just like, what the hell? And there was a bunch of turkeys up there. That was really the only thing we saw up there. Oh, but. yeah. Because we came in on one side of the rock, and I, like, climbed up over the top so I could get out and look down. And I bet there was 100 turkeys sitting, roosting up in the trees, and they all saw me and just down through all the trees. And then they sat there, and they the hens clucked around for 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, you know. And so, Good. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so we bailed over, we bombed over to Harry's to tell him about the the water. And again, we got to sit on the front porch while the sun's coming up. Just, you know. Seeing a monster bull down there. Yeah. Well, Ramsey, of course, is ADHD boy. Mm-hmm. And so he's over there with the binoculars over the, because we're, I mean, we're, I don't know, 50 feet above the corn, more, 100 oh, feet. Oh, shit, probably 200. 200 feet above the corn. So Ramsey's just scouting through all the the pivots and he finds this giant bull this is why i wish we had our tv in here so we could pull up pictures but we'll get that soon um and then yeah we uh took a six hour nap (laughs) after that and packed up and headed oh matt almost got bit by rattlesnake before we left um right next to the door to the cabin Mm. so uh i reached down to pick up the gas can and it hit the gas can probably a half inch from my hand just a little guy so Ramsey dispatched of him. Okay. <laughs> First instance when Matt came in the cabin, it was much larger than it actually. That thing's like fifteen feet long. <laughs> There's a huge snake outside. I'm like, all right, show me where it's at. I'll I think kill it's a it. python mixed with a rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> get out there, and I, it looked big. It's probably about that big. They all suck. Every every buzz worm on the planet sucks. Mm. Got some rattles for the cabin though. You you cut them off? I did. I didn't know that. They're sitting next to the mic. And then Ramsey's picking up boards, found another giant black widow. So we're just in a death trap all weekend. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it. But we had the AC on in the cabin and it was like sixty degrees. But the crazy thing is, is the night before we didn't have the, the ACs and I think it was cooler the, than it was with the ACs. Mm. The nights are cooling off. It's getting yeah. it's getting close it to nice. but it was fun. I mean, not a lot the three of us just just get to spend time together, you know. You know, usually there's like you there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or or clients or or you know, we just the three of us just hung out and had a good time finding out. Yep. Sounds but, like a good weekend. Yeah. You didn't do much though in the outdoors or what? Uh I got uh I got my ass kicked by a surfboat on Sunday. Mm. I believe that. I did a very poor job at, at trying to get up on that. That's okay. Yeah. Matt, I, I know our viewers are, are wondering, did you did you find your bow? Yeah, it's still in the Oh, yeah, that is that is break, breaking news. Matt has found his bow. 
Sitting in the same spot also, he left it. Also broke <laughs> breaking news, it didn't move. It's still there. <laughs> we we ended up leaving. We forgot dad's generator there and Matt's bow because we were gonna take Matt's bow into Superior. Well, bunch well of it bombs. just happens when you wake up and you're in a hurry and Amy's coming off the lake and you gotta get the harden. Yeah. We could have cut we could have cut any of our five hour nap down to like four hours and thirty minutes and saved saved ourselves on a couple of things, but yeah. I don't think the only reason we woke up is the generator died and it got hotter than heck in that cabin. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I was had my CPAP on still, and I was like, I woke up and I was like, I can not breathe as well as I could 40 <laughs> minutes ago. But yeah, it was fun. I'm glad we got out and we really got. I bet we did about 85 percent of what we wanted to do, but the heat really. You know, but we got a lot of cameras out though. Total five. Be- well, between us, but Leonard and Neil, yeah. shout out to you two for coming out and going with us. Um great company too we were there yeah i think they i think they had like nine cameras they got out yeah and uh matt and i were gonna put up blinds but we decided we're just gonna wait till opening weekend um when we when we can guarantee we're gonna put ourselves in situations where you know it's gonna make sense i have some i have some ideas of where i i think that last camera you put in a blind there might be see i i um i was telling matt that earlier i think like my problem is that i like have dreams of where i would like to kill bulls (laughs) And that was one of my spots. I was like, dude, I, I had this like vision that we put that blind up there and those elk come through there every morning through that. Well, and if you don't get an elk, you're going to get a monster buck there. Yeah. And so I'll shoot like, something out of there for sure. I, I, uh, I just really like that spot. It's like really like you could really conceal yourself and it's a funnel, you know, and we all like funnels are like a big thing that we talk about. So, um, but yeah, that was our weekend. That sounds and then fun. we got what one we got this weekend. Ram's gonna have some shooting tournaments. It's gonna be like our last, like, clean the house, get things ready, and then it's game time. It is. Cause what did Le- Leonard say when he his wife's like, "Where are you going this week?" And he's like, "Out to the ranch." And she's like, "Oh gosh, it's starting already." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I had to tell my girlfriend. I was like, "Yeah, it's uh, that time it's, of year again. It's here." But uh, so, how'd that conversation go for you? It was in her wedding vows that she was ready for it. Yeah, so. it was actually. Okay. But I bet she's stoked that you got your tag close to town, though, so at least you Oh, can. yeah. yeah. She's not even going to be here opening weekend. You going to stay at the Rutschke Dome? More than likely. Yeah, we're going to boil his head for finally. Finally. Two years later. <laughs> what is Mulder? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I guess that's good on a recap here. Um, we're going to introduce, we have some special guests tonight. This is kind of the, I don't know, this isn't. This is an epitome of what we stand for. We got Absolutely. father and son. That's our first father and son, which is awesome. It We're is. super excited. This Absolutely. is this is uh, hunting generation one, and well, I mean, I'm sure they're maybe you're the, the father before, but having two generations together to talk about like that's kind of our motto, you know. Just it is doing stuff with your family in the outdoors, and so we'd like to welcome on Matt and Owen. How are we doing, guys? Pretty good. How are you guys? Welcome to the Bull Mountain Brothers podcast. Yeah, Owen, are you happy to be here, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, you look pretty excited over there. So we're going to go. We got like five minutes left before break. Um, Sean, do you want to kind of introduce them? And uh, we'll get a, get to know who they are. And then when we get back, we'll just bombard you guys with some questions. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Um, so basically, uh, how I've met Matt was he was formerly known as Uncle Matt because it is my wife's uncle. That's right. Um, Matt. That's right. Um uh, and Owen, his his son. I mean, I feel like Owen's a pretty enthusiastic outdoorsman for for a young age, right? 
I, I guess so. Yeah, he is. Don't be bashful. <laughs> you can brag a little bit. It's all right. Um. Yeah, we basically. Well, shoot, we probably Jeez. met five years at least six years ago. Well, how long have you been? Yeah, six around. years then. Yeah. And uh, fortunate enough that uh, him and his family um, live in the area, so we have been able to have some dinners and hang out and do things like that. Um, always talk about hunting pretty much every time I go out and eat well, dinner or do anything with you guys. <clears throat> yeah, you and Owen usually end up deep in conversation by yourself somewhere in the kitchen or in the living room. Yeah. He's always got a million questions. It's a It's a good time. I mean... I never really had somebody like that when I was growing up that I could really talk to about it. So it's cool when you can have have people like that. Yeah, he's pretty fortunate. You know, I I'm not a huge outdoors guy. You know, I got stuff going on. Right, busy guy, and uh, he's got a couple of friends that their dads are both huge fishermen, and they do a little archery hunting and little rifle hunting. They one of them has a well, it's his best buddy's dad. So he's like their second son. You know, he's if he's not with us, he's usually with them. And they do lots of cool stuff with them. They go to Fort Peck and do a lot of fishing. And they'll go up there, go go hunting. And so. What's the biggest thing you got in Fort Peck? 26 and a quarter walleye. Oh, man. Mm, that's bigger walleye than. Everyone in this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never caught one. So, you know, it's cool that he has people, other people in his life that can give him opportunities, experiences yeah. that that I don't because I'm not a huge fisherman. You know, I, I quit hunting until about two years ago. I got back into it when the kids started coming of age and uh, <clears throat> try to give them every opportunity that. I can, but there's still a whole world of opportunity out there Right, that he gets to experience, you know, now <clears throat> with with you being around and, and his other buddy. So Yeah, definitely. He's uh, actually, to brag about Owen a little bit here, he uh, made a basically a mimic topwater Rapala out of a chunk of wood. Really? Uh, really. Him and, and your brother did. Both of you guys did. Yep. Yeah. They're, uh, they made a couple of them now. Yeah. He just uses them as keychains, you know. I don't think he. I use mine as baits. I've actually caught quite a few. Oh, yeah. You've caught <laughs> caught quite a few on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty impressive. That is, that is impressive. You got the pictures to back that up? No. Nope. <laughs> you don't let me take it any. My, my iPod oh. anywhere. Okay. Don't leave it home. <laughs> okay. You've gone to a friend's house. Don't Good job, Dad. <laughs> Well, awesome, guys. It's great to meet you um, to our audience, I guess. We're going to go to break, and when we get back, we're going to dive right into everything about Owen, I think. Yeah. Everything about... Uh, it's great to have someone that's... Uh, is this your first year hunting? Second. Second year? Okay. This will be his second year. Yeah, yeah, last year was his first. Awesome. Well, let's talk about your first year, and then let's let's talk about what you got planned for this year. How does that sound? Good. Awesome. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsor. So, Matt, I was on my way to work this morning, and couldn't you believe it? Along the side of the road, I think I saw every species of upland bird that Montana has to offer. And it really got me thinking about my old bird dog and my old shotgun, and I think I want to pick the shotgun back up and get back at it. I'm down one thing, though, and I think that's a new bird dog. 
how do I, would you got any suggestions? Well, I got you covered there, Riley. Our great friends, Craig and Carrie over at Mag- Magic City Gun Dogs, they have outstanding German short hair pointers. Well, I've never had a German short hair pointer. What makes them so outstanding? Well, they have great bloodlines, outstanding temperament, and their dogs always aim to please. Well, that actually kind of sounds like it's right up my alley. Uh, how would I get a hold of one of these dogs? Well, they actually have a litter coming up this spring. You can reach Craig or Kerry at magiccitygundogs.com or at 406-861-5709 to reserve your puppy now. All right. Welcome back. We uh, Ramsey and Sean are real salty with each other because Sean was supposed to go check cameras with Ramsey on Sunday, and Ramsey can't get over it. I went to a wake instead. <laughs> Whatever a wake is. I don't I, know what you said. I probably mentioned something about surfing. I don't know because I wouldn't have said I heard wake, the word wake. wakeboarding. Wake surfing maybe? Yeah, maybe. I don't know because I don't even think we had a wakeboard with us. Well, the we? crazy thing is, is you said wake. So I Google wake and it's a Catholic thing for a funeral. A funeral. Which I makes sense because you're Catholic and I was like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't remember that part of the conversation, but... But yeah, like I said in the in the recap, I got my ass kicked by a surfboat. Yeah, it worked you over pretty good. It did. You guys about did. didn't get in the lake though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. The, so that was an eventful Sunday morning. <laughs> this is only our second time out this summer, just because it was so cold and wet. You know, late spring, early summer, and work was crazy busy. So um, we're like, screw it. Let's go to Dead Man's because we usually we go down to Tongue. That's a that's a trek, right? Yeah. Especially when you I work Saturday, I had to go to work Sunday night, so you know with all that, it's like let's just run to Dead Man's. So we go to Dead Man's and uh, pull in the damn parking lot, and the dock is in the parking lot, and there's no water in the lake. There's not a single boat out there. Nope. There was like two people camping, a couple people. Playing in the mud on the beach. You yeah. can see a couple boats parked up, parked in the distance. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's cabins up there, so they might have had their boats in. But yeah, we would have. There was no way in hell we'd have got our boat in. No. Well, you'd not my s- boat. It's a buddy of mine's boat. But you'd have sunk a trailer trying to get that oh, yeah. boat in there. Oh, how'd you get it? How'd you get the boat in there then? Or'd you go somewhere else? We ended up going. Well, that was the thing. Is as soon as basically because his buddy came up behind us. He, they were five minutes behind us and. You're like, well, looks like we're not going here. And obviously there's no there's not a ton of lakes in that area. Not to do that anyway. No. no. And so we kind of made the decision to change it up and go to Cooney. Hmm. But at the same time, we were kind of like halfway point of do we go all the way back to Billings or do we go through Harlow to Big Timber? Mm-hmm. Um so then we spent another two hours in the car. Yep. Went the decided to go the Billings route. And ended up at Cooney, and they had water. Yeah, and it wasn't too bad. Usually, we hate going to Cooney because everybody and their dog goes out. That's because everyone was at Yellowtail. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. My sure. my parents went up Saturday and Sunday, and they said on Sunday when Amy went up there, they ended up packing the coolers from the dock where we have the pontoon because it was like nineteen boats deep just trying to pull out. Wow. Oh yeah, it wasn't even that bad for the July. Uh-oh. See, and it's funny though because it's. <clears throat> I mean, normally when you go to Cooney, like the times I've been there this summer, it's like you kind of got to piss some people off to get your boat launched. Yeah, because, like bumper oh, boats I did. Out there. Yeah. I did. It, the Matt, yeah, I think Matt I'm, definitely did on the. <laughs> I know I did pulling the boat out. 
<laughs> I'm the I'm the designated backer upper. Uh, that my was buddy, funny. My buddy just sits in the boat and and uh, instead of looping all the way around the parking lot, I just pull out of the parking spot and I'll just back right into the lake. You know, and you got all these people that don't know how to back up. It's it's very entertaining. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lady. She was sitting there waiting, and I'm like, screw it. I'm just gonna go. So I, you know, hurried up, got back down in there, and then hell, we had our boat launched and the trailer back out before she even started backing in mm-hmm. and then that, that took her like 10 minutes but uh with that good of uh backing up skills you must be a trucker i must be yes <laughs> <laughs> um yeah didn't your buddy say something about how they found some secret way to get the boat into that one lake because it was so low oh yeah I don't think you could do it now. That was a month ago. Oh, I thought they were just out a couple weeks ago. I mean, how much? How many feet would you say Dead Man's was down? Oh, uh, thirty. Yeah, maybe, I maybe bet it was all feet. of that. I mean, it is. It was brutal. I, I wonder what it must be irrigating like crazy. Well, Yaltel's the same way. Yaltel was down from when we were up there. It's down probably thirty-five feet. Really, wow. which is crazy because Cooney, Cooney is down. like maybe. 10 inches down? No, I, uh, I bet you it's four, four and a half. Yeah, four, five I think feet. so. Because the first time I went out there, it was... But the thing definitely. with Cooney is it was spillway for how many weeks? Yeah, I have no yeah. idea. Like I said, Because all that, the water coming from Red Lodge, when yeah. everything was flooding, I mean, they were over the spillway. Trying to yeah. push it, yeah. But it ended up being a pretty pretty fun day, though. Yeah, the boat's kind of cleared out, you know. and uh, yeah, we had a good time. Got cut kind of short because I think a storm was rolling in, but. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man, when I went out with uh, Christian and Chad, we just embraced it, man. <laughs> well, the cool thing about them storms at Yelltail or Cooney is if you set them out, everybody leaves. Yep. And then you really have the lake. It's kind of like Yelltail right. the same thing. Yeah. Go up there and you just go hide in a cove for Unless- 45 minutes and then you come back out and you'll have 200 boats mm-hmm. hauling butt for the, for the uh, marina. Yeah. And you probably have a full canopy on your pontoon, right? No, just a half. Just a half. And Dave and Warren, you know, they'll go back to the dock with the people. Oh, yeah. They sat there for two and a half hours. <laughs> I thought it was a storm. Did Did you guys get rain? <laughs> well, no, but okay. what are you doing at the dock then? Do you think that's your last in a boat time this year? Yeah. With probably hunting with hunting season. Yeah, probably. Well, it was funny because when when they picked us up Sunday morning, it was kind of like, oh, this will be our first time and our last time. <laughs> Doing them both at the... We have so many boats that next summer we should do a lot more. There's a lot of... I think I'm going to go out next weekend. I believe that. It's supposed to be like 70s, though. I know. That's what you said earlier. Yeah. It might not be so bad down there. It's a little warmer, this, you know, being down there. But, um, yeah, I think... I don't know what Ramsey's doing this weekend, but I'll be out antelope hunting. It's pretty surprising leaving uh, leaving the ranch at ninety five degrees and getting rain at the house in an hour and a half's time. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's supposed to rain all week. We need it. It's we uh, do. especially like uh, a lot of landowners. Even that's one of the first times going out to to your ranch that that I've heard the landowners not want you to really to be more careful. Um, usually, it seems like you guys just kind of get to go do your thing i think that fire last year hurt them bad so they have another fire like that could end them well that's like the same time last year the landowners where these guys have their bull tags they wouldn't even let us come out for until it rained that's how you know sketched out about fires they were last year and it was drier than 
Well, the thing is, is as I understand, I mean, and they were cool with us coming out. We just had to have diesels. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I fully understand. The last thing I want to do is experience anything like what you experienced last summer. That's awful. It's not a great thing to. It's almost heartbreaking in a way, really. I mean, and there's yeah. a couple of canyons that I won't mind if we had just a small fire. We could put them out on each <laughs> side of it, and maybe put a road down through the middle. But did uh, Matt? Did you ever have any? Issues with that, like with the the family ranch that you guys used to hunt on and stuff, did they ever warn you about fires like that, or was it? Yeah, it's typically always dry out there. Um, but just stay on the roads, you know. And usually during hunting season, you know, it's, it's snowing. Okay, okay yeah. by that time of the year, but uh, yeah, you really get excited once that first snow hits. And you're like, ah, now I can breathe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they never, you know, really told me any specific instruction because, you know, I have common, common sense. sense goes along with it. Oh, look, that grass is six feet tall. Let's drive through it. Yeah, you know, no. that was the bad thing. Once we got through uh, halfway through the ranch, that grass, I mean, it was four foot yeah. over the hood with the ranger. You know, we couldn't. It was, it, a, it was a little. Couldn't even have the tip out windshield up because the top of the grass would come off and hit us in the face if we had the front Or the grasshoppers. Or no, oh, the grasshoppers are brutal. Holy sh! Well, we had the same thing on the west side of Narnia. There it was like. Yeah, it's like. Do we want to drive through that? Because that was just. It's like nobody's drove through that. That it's it's a two track, but the grass is. Yeah, and we're like feet tall. It's definitely cooler when uh, when you flip out the windshield, but then you're like, do you have, I, do I feel like dodging grasshoppers? Yeah, just eat my protein right now or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually lost access to a hunting place when I was a kid. Back up, I'm from Great Falls as well. Used to go out Loma, Fort Benton area a lot. And hunt. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, we. I mean, I didn't lose something because of something that I did, but some bonehead went out in a stubble field, parked his conversion van in the stubble, and burned up a bunch of stubble. So the farmer's like, nope, I'm done. You know, landowners deal with stupid people all the time. We just see and hear about bits and pieces of it. Mm -hmm. This guy, just he just had enough. He's right off the highway, so, you know, everybody always stopped and asked him, and he always let me hunt but after that he's like no i'm i'm done and then you got people <laughs> another guy he i went out there he's like yeah just don't drive in the seated stuff just drive in the stubble i was like okay he's like you know what stubble is right <laughs> it's like yeah i do he's like okay i just had to check because i had a guy out here last weekend that thought the stubble was the crop and he tore the shit out of a bunch of my you know seeded winter wheat <laughs> jeez but so did you Grow up hunting out in that area then? Mm -hmm. You did? That's a good, I mean, that's a good mule deer mm -hmm. hunting area. I've gotten some big two and three points. <laughs> Tall, wide mule deer. I mean, you know, there's big as that mule deer right there, but yeah. just don't have that second fork on it. They are, that area is like known for if you live in that part of the state that you go out there. And it's all mainly, I mean, basically how I hunt, would mule deer hunt that was, it was public because there's a lot of BLM and state um, around that area. But I'm sure if you know some landowners out in that area, you get a lot of premium access. What side of uh, Great Falls is that on? North. North. North, okay. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with, um, you know, because, of course, we're the closest we've ever hunted is the Little Belts, which would be way south. Right. Um, but I do know a girl from Great Falls uh, that I believe we're going to have on the podcast this fall. 
Um, I think that they do some stuff uh, on the north end of that. Have you guys ever been up around the Chester area? Hunting, no. There's some big stuff up there, too. Far and in between. Few few and far in between, but... That's, but I've seen some massive, massive whitetail and muleys coming oh, out yeah. of that country. I was actually getting some Snapchats from Dylan this weekend. He was running a oh, yeah. combine, and he was he had a whole herd of mule deer spread out. I mean, there was two of them in there were shooters. Hmm. Um, plus, I mean, he's been telling me a lot about, like, the Sweetgrass Hills up in there, the elk that come out of there. He goes, it's well <coughs> worth a hunt for sure. Really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Good to hear from Dylan. Plus the antelope, you know, there's always tons of antelope up in that area. We didn't see as many. I think as I every area of Montana, if you're from there and you know everything in the back, kind of like us, we know our backyards like no other, and we think we have the best hunting spot in Montana. And then you see something from somewhere else. I think the whole state's good. It's just different hunting. Oh yeah. yeah. But you know, like I've talked about before, is would you say like hunting on like Great Falls side of the state is a different style of hunting than over here? Well, when I moved down here, that was kind of about the end of my hunting because I didn't know the area and I didn't have time to go out and, and learn it. And you know, so I just was like, yeah, whatever, you know. I just stop hunting, I guess. And I got family north of town, so I'd go out there and shoot prairie dogs or whatever. But um, I always felt guilty asking them if I could go hunt, you know. Right. So I just I just didn't. Um, so I don't really know if it's different. Like, it was easier up there because I know, know the area. Right. I could always find somebody that I... I knew or knew somebody that I, you know, hey, you know this guy, I know that guy, let me hunt. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah, so, I and I wasn't a huge hunter. I mean, I'd go out a couple times a year usually, and generally I'd wind up getting a deer, but I wasn't obsessed with it by any means. And But now that I got this guy in tow, I better start getting back into it, I guess. So, yes. How was basically so? This would be your second year of youth hunt, correct, Owen? Apprentice hunt. Apprentice yeah. hunt. Yeah, my birthday's right, like right December. after hunting. It's just dying down. Sure. So next year will be. I'm not familiar with the apprentice uh, hunt. Oh, Can you explain not. it to me? No, I'm not. Between ten and twelve. Yeah. Is that newly offered? Three years. A couple of years ago, yeah. I was gonna say that was definitely not something that. Yeah, Randy we didn't do that. We so you can do, do it. Start at ten. And you can do it twice up until I don't even know how old you have to be before you can buy tags without having having hunter safety training. You got to be like 16 or 17. No, you have to have it. Don't matter. You you have to have it. Okay. I think it's at 12. Um, 1981 was the draw draw point for for being um, grandfather clause then. Yeah. And you had to be 18, right? Yep. So you have to, or you can only participate in the youth hunt or the apprentice hunt twice and you don't have to be 10 and 11 you could be 12 and 18 but after that second time you have to go to hunter safety so are you just like restricted to hunting with an adult and um uh, is there a certain season or can they do the whole uh, no, no, no! It's the whole season. Well, because but you, youth hunt can go out. There's a isn't it a week? No, it's just two days. Two days. Right, yeah. right before the first two days before right. the season. That's what it is. It's Thursday but, and 
but right the apprentice they can buy their own tag and it don't matter their father don't have to be the one it can be you but you have to take full responsibility if he messes up you're getting ticketed so kind of like a kind of so, like when so, you get your learner's permit you so you're supposed to be you're supposed to be the guardian and there's and a piece the, of paper and the teacher with somebody else right. and the teacher to to tell him to show him the right way on how to do things and is that only deer or <coughs> only deer yes. it is it is only deer okay did you do that with your daughter? Or did you yes, just, you did. Yep. And then Aaron from uh, Fort Peck oh, yeah. twice. Oh wow! So, so yeah, that that's a great program. You know, I agree. That's really cool. I think that's similar to they do a lot of that down uh, in the you know the, the Midwest and stuff. I think for whitetail, where the kids can start hunting at like eight, eight or nine. Yeah. yeah. Oh nice. Right? I'm, I'm, that's cool. I I, I guess obviously. I don't have any children, so I was unaware that they changed that. Because, like, you know, Ramsey and I, obviously, we could not tell we were 13, 12. 12 or 13. So so then basically next year is Hunter's education. a big year for you because you get to do the course. and. So I wonder how – do they do it where you still get – if you do Hunter's Ed, that's your first year, do they still do it where your you get first half off? Year, no, your first year is free. Free? Is that what it is? What's yeah. free? Your the tag. First, <laughs> you, all, all your tags are free the first year if you oh, the hell. Hunter's education. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the one thing I remember. And then they're half off to your 17, right? Or like a discounted price to your 17. That's what I think I remember. Uh, no, no, it's it's a cheaper price depending on your grades. Oh, really? I didn't even know it, that. All A's. Yeah, it, 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 go, it goes off A, B, and C, and then if you have D's, you just you pay full price. Huh. Well, how did your first year go, Owen? <clears throat> Not very good. No, it wasn't a good year hunting, and uh, was that last year? Yeah, it was tough for all of us. It we was all tough. none of us filled. We all had tag soup, not, so don't do feel not too bad. fill. Yeah, it took a lot of talking him back up because he was beating himself up pretty bad. Was there a little bit of buck fever that came about? Do you think? Yeah, first day of the apprentice hunt, we just picked up my uncle, went around grain bins around the barn. Well, my uncle, yeah. your great uncle, uh, yep. and we looked down, and there's just five bucks right there so we get out of the pickup go sit by the gate i'm aiming i'm getting ready i shoot i miss i go to shoot again they don't go they don't run or anything i miss again and then they help the fence and then they're starting to catch on to things and then they're knowing it's hunting season so they're going up the coulee so we decided to loop around and try to head them off well there was like a fence and then a haystack and they went right by the fence, and he was the only one that kind of trotted real fast and wouldn't give me a shot. And, of course, I wasn't able to stop him because of the haystack. So I had All we could see was just the top of his horns over, over the <laughs> landscape. They, they turned a little sooner than I thought they were going to because they were coming right, right up that drainage right at us. And we could see their, their horns in their ears, and then they stopped. And then they, they turned and went that way. And it's like, shit, man, cross county road into the neighbors. We chased those deer all season. Three or four different times we went out there. We'd jump them every time. And, yeah, just, well, <laughs> it would have been a real short season. But uh, a, little, a little buck fever. But like I just told him, you know, hell, we've all been there. Yeah, oh, yeah. But and that was a new rifle, right? That was, yeah. And it was a... AR platform, which I didn't want to buy him a rifle at 10 years old, not knowing what he liked yet. So 
the year before I bought his stepbrother a 6.5 Creedmoor. And that was perfect for him. So in the off season, I got him on it and shooting on it and it fit him good. He liked it. So his birthday is right after hunting season. So it's like, all right, buy him a new rifle for hunting season and then tell him happy early birthday <laughs> or do we tough it out with this hunting season with one of my rifles until his birthday. So he used one of my freshly built, it was a 6mm arc. Um, good round for shooting a deer, but I'm not a hundred, I wasn't a hundred percent confident in how well it was sighted in either, but I did mm -mm. take it out afterwards and it's, it's, I was nervous the whole time. Yeah. I didn't really believe in it. Right. So now Christmas or birthday came and he got a new <coughs> Ruger American Cerakote finish. That's what Alan told me to get Macy just yesterday. Mm -hmm. Really? Yep. Yeah. Nice. In what caliber? 6.5. Nice. Yeah, it is I, a sweet gun. It's I, a really nice gun. I'm not very well educated on... You know, building guns and all the, because there's a pile of calibers. But I have a buddy that lives and breathes this stuff, you know. And uh, anytime I'm in the market, <coughs> I just say, hey, this is what I need. What should I get? And he'll send me, you know, well, this is a good one. This is a good one. And then I just pick. And so, talking about guns, what do you guys think's the most all around caliber for Montana? 30 out 6. You know what's fun funny? Um, our podcast is coming out Friday that you missed. Um, you would have loved it because oh, we yeah. had a forty-five minute section about just that conversation. And what did what did Kevin? Because Kevin was an uh, I keep saying arms dealer. It's like he's some Russian he's mafia not, guy. He was a uh, a rep for a big uh, gun sales to did he corporation. Did he say it was a, it was a, a thirty out six or did he say it was a two? I can't remember. Two seventy. Two seventy. Two seventy. Round caliber. He's his favorite gun. You know what's funny though? Tika two seventy actually. A lot of guys I used to hunt with on the west side of the state. That's all they shot. That's what I grew up on. Really, that and a three hundred win mag. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, I, to this day, I've still I've never even shot a two seventy, but I've been a seven mm guy. That's what you have. Right? I'll, I'll have to put yeah, Owen yeah, behind yeah, my three hundred. Yeah, mine's a uh, two seventy. I'll pass. Weatherby. It don't kick. Get a, needs a little one. more lead in his ass for that one. I yeah. Think. <laughs> I'll put the lead cores back in the stock, and then he can shoot it. it. Won't kick like nothing. There you go. So, what was your? Uh, had you been out before, like watching people hunt the years before you got out, or? Like, did you get to tag along with anybody to see them hunt, or? Uh, not really, no. So that was kind of your first like, well, the year game time experience. You went out with. Uh, yeah, I went out guy. once with my dad, but wasn't really nothing. Well, your brother got his first deer. <laughs> Come on, you can't leave that's that out. Something, yeah, but that wasn't. That was just. Oh, well, it just wasn't you. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it. it I've was... been I've been the kid in the back he seat. Had... Don't worry. He had the good day, and then I I get my season. Hey, there's yeah. always bad days. Hey, that's the so, good thing. So, Owen, with like your dream hunt, what's your dream hunt? Like out of everything there is to hunt, what's your dream hunt? Uh, bow hunting elk in the Missouri breaks. Okay, that a boy. Wow. Okay. Speaking our language here. I mean, uh. You went from here to like the top of the top. <laughs> that's the where tagged to get in Montana. That's where his uh, buddies <clears throat> come into play because he goes with them, with their dads. I heard they had a. I mean, it was a. 
experience for you last year when you went out yeah, with them. You went on that hunt last year too. You had fun though. Yeah. You saw some four-legged animals, right? I, I spotted one. Hey, that's still better than not seeing any. All right, everybody hold your thought real quick. We'll just kind of do a quick change and then come back into it. Sean, I had to laugh the other day. Do you remember that time that Matt sunk his pickup in the creek? Oh, I absolutely do. That was just a nightmare. Yeah, that really sucked, and I was the one that ended up cleaning it up. You know, do you know anybody that could take care of that for me next time? You know, believe it or not, uh, the guys down at Yellowstone Detailing here in Billings, Montana, they could take care of that real quick for you. Um, anything from cars to trucks, anything that really goes down the highway, whether you're putting it in the water, putting it in the trees for a good weekend with the family, they could easily clean that up for you and get you right back out where you want to be. And and how would I get a hold of these guys? Uh, you can actually get a hold of the guys down at Yellowstone Detailing at 406-861-9553. So what got you pumped for the brakes? Do you have friends that go up there? Yeah, uh, my best buddy and... A lot of his parents' friends go up there. What's your best buddy's name? Colt. You got to give him a shout out. <laughs> shout out, Colt. Say, what's up, Colt? <laughs> um, I would say growing up in Montana, the pinnacle of, I don't know the pinnacle, but like the... No, it's the pinnacle. Of what people talk about elk hunting in Montana is heading up to the breaks. Like a lot of mm-hmm. people, a lot of bow hunters, a lot of... Um, you know, hardcore elk hunters, that's where they're going to spend their time. So it's it's not a surprise in our book, but um, that's really cool, Owen. Um, your first season, did it meet your expectations, or are you ready to gear up and do something a little different this year? I'm ready to do something a little different. Awesome. He's got the new as, swag. As, He's as the- far as bow hunting goes, do you have a bow yet? Yeah, I got a bow. I need to upgrade it soon. Dad, <laughs> hey, hey Owen, listen, listen. All right. One last year, I used the same bow for seven. No, even well, you had that. a you had a diamond for a while until you got big, right? And then you're like the pinnacle of hunters, though, right there. Already upgrading. I don't even have a license. Yeah, yet. Already Riley has a brand new bow, and he's like, "I'm gonna pre-order a brand new bow next year." And the, oh, and there is Sean a condos too. So, well, here's the only thing though: there is a little bit to say that you have to harvest something with that bow before you get a new one. Yeah, I'll make you that deal. I've already killed a couple of rabbits and birds. <laughs> oh, you got the judo count. points, huh? Probably yeah. just shoots him with the field tips because he's accurate. Yeah, right. You're able to shoot your deer with a bow right now if you have uh, an apprentice think you tag. Can. With can the you? apprentice tag, you can, yeah. Really? What the you can archery <laughs> hunt with an apprentice <laughs> tag. Yeah, Dad, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out as you grow older that. Um, Bow hunting is where it's at. It's uh, you're closer to everything. Are you get patient? It. Am I what? <laughs> Dad's shaking his head over there. <laughs> because can you sit we still? got somebody else in the room that's not patient. I mean, you, you guys have, have to be patient. You guys have listened to the podcast before and heard how many times Riley was just not somewhere he should have been. <laughs> but it also put me into places that didn't position. work out for you because you still haven't done something with your bow. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm 27 and I I have uh, I've lost an elk and I've lost two deer, so um, it's part of the game. It is. You know, when me and Riley used to go out bow hunting, just me and him to our spot, just we would have shots after shots on northwest of the house. I'd always. I'd always be a good brother and be like, yeah, you you know, you have never shot anything. I mean, I never shot anything on my bow either, but I was like, you can have first shot. Every year, 
he'd have like a 40 yard shot and just worst circumstances possible and he'd miss and i'm just like oh. yeah i had some really close intermisses and i like i said i lost two deer too but we had uh remember that one deer it was like a had sagebrush on top of its head i mean it was it was no bigger than it was a mule deer the size of this whitetail had points coming off everywhere yeah it was crazy it was the craziest thing i've ever seen hmm. i yeah. shot like an inch underneath of it it was laying down it was also like straight down a cliff yeah and and how many pounds were you pulling oh back then 60 maybe yeah how many pounds are you pull, pulling on Whatever my dad can't. Oh! <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> wow. wow! Get him on a mic with a headset on, and he'll just all right show you how to do it. <laughs> That's huh? all right. Sean can't pull pull Ramsey and I's bows back either. So that is definitely a false statement. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> wow, that's hurtful. Do you even know how many pounds you're pulling? I think it's like forty-two. What kind of bow do you have? What brand is it? I think it's like a Bruin. It's just yeah. a okay. pretty small bow. Well, if you're pulling 40, you have to pull 51 in order to shoot an elk. 51 pounds is the the key number and to make a fatal shot on an elk. It was a year <laughs> since we've, you know, since he got that bow. Yeah. And, you know, we took it in and they set it up for him. So he could probably pull more this year. I actually, yeah, I could, but... I uh, put the draw draw strength up like two months ago, I think. Oh, you did? I think that's when we maxed it out. But, yeah, he's got a decent entry-level bow. We got it shield. Nice. That's good. I mean, to start at his age is... Just keep shooting. That's all you got to do. It'll come. Everything in the life of hunting will come. You know, you start out at that age and you think you got to, you know, be shooting giant bulls. Don't rush in at anything. Yeah. Take, Take your, your time, time and master your craft. Yep. And Learn the biggest everything. thing too is is don't listen get to so <laughs> <laughs> don't get so hell bent on, on horn hunting. Cause the only thing you can do is shoot something bigger the next year. My first yeah. deer was about that big. Same. It's better than what I got last year. <laughs> but I, I will tell you my Can't eat first, the horn zone. I thought your first deer was at the ranch. Mm-mm. No, that was, that was my third one. deer. Third? Whoa. Oh, well, then I let you shoot something way too big then. Way too small. No. <laughs> what do you mean big? It was 11 inches wide. I know, but it had velvet. That's the only reason you let me shoot it. It was a management. That bag. was, I tell you what, that was a <laughs> hard decision, Ramsey, last year. When we were hunting. Oh, man. Rifle season. There was this, I mean. Four by four. No, I thought he was a three. He was just really, really tall. He was a three. Was yeah, he and he was like the tallest three by three. I mean, I've ever seen, and he's still in velvet in rifle. Yeah, so he'd, he'd probably still be out there. He might be a little bigger. He might have. I mean, he might have caught himself up on the fence or something. I don't know. But it was literally every the two days. The I think it was last weekend. Ramsey and I both were kind of like looking at each other and just like, God, if I see that deer, uh, I think next <laughs> time I see him, I'm gonna shoot him. I'm gonna, I mean, I mean, it well, would have been a the velvet bucks just get bigger. The biggest one I ever shot off the ranch was 37 inches. Mm-hmm. Holy well, because wow. all they do is eat. They don't ever breed, so they don't lose their weight in the wintertime. Yeah, there was a there was like a 26 inch velvet two by three at the ranch last year. Did you ever see it? You remember how big the yeah, body? Yeah, and do you he's remember Dave, Dave said nobody shooting that? He's he's hanging out behind um behind the house. Yeah, 
You remember how big the body was on that deer that I shot? It took yeah. you and my dad almost everything to get it in the back of the truck. The uh, Do you remember the deer I told you you could shoot with your bow last year? After it was oh. far enough away that I knew you couldn't make the shot? <laughs> what, you mean two years ago, the drop time one? Yeah. Yeah, what about it? How pumped you were, but it was too far to shoot? Yeah. Well, that was a whole situation in itself. Well... Ryder last year did he that I saw that picture of that mule deer that um he got right yeah it was it was solid a great first buck yeah I mean it wasn't you know awesome or nothing but it was a nice you know four point muley it might have had five on one side the brow tine but uh yeah it was a <laughs> probably as big as most of the bucks I've ever shot in my life. So, yeah. Did you ever uh, harvest an animal off that, that ranch? I got my first deer. First deer? Yep, when I was 12. I just took off all by myself with the four-wheeler and shot the first fucking thing that moved. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, drug it back to the house, and my grandpa was, he was pissed because I, I shot a damn baby, you know. <laughs> but, so... That was the last time I hunted out there because then my grandpa leased it out, outfitted it, or, you know, he leased it out to an outfitter. And there was always uh, special hunts for for family, you know, like right. we could come out, you know, the second weekend or the last, you know, I don't remember all of the details on it, but we lived in Gray Falls at the time and, and it's like, eh, well can't make it on that weekend or whatever so i literally that was 12 to 37 so however many years that was until i hunted on that ranch again and in that time blue tongues come through and wiped everything out and when i was a kid there wasn't any elk out there but in the last probably 15 20 years the elk have started moving in there and uh there's some big ones. There's some big elk out well, there. Well, because like uh, like Larry and and Glenn used to, um, yeah, they cow used, hunt they out used there. Used to go out there every year. Well, I shouldn't say every year. They've done it a few times. I've heard elk. some pretty funny stories from Larry about uh, his cows out there. Elk, yeah, or moo cows. No elk, oh. elk. Yeah, there's a. Uh, it. So that must have been then during those kind of specialty weekends. Then is when they would go out there and do that. Probably. Um, you know, I wasn't involved in any of that, so I really don't know. But uh, I know, you know, Glenn was a you don't you never met Glenn, did you? I met him a you few times. A few yeah, times. okay. He was a big hunter, um, and he was friendly with that side of the family. So you know, they obviously had some arrangement, right? But sounds like it was probably. I mean, it was a good place to go, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah they. They get some elk out of there every year. That's I've I've never. Place. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sean. Bradley always has these little tidbits. Sean, this is cracks me up. Um. So what's the plan this year, Owen? I really don't know. Are you uh, are you ready to shake the buck fever this year? Yes. Very. Well, you're more than welcome to come out with us if you want this year. We've got rumor has it that you might be coming out with some Bull Mountain Brothers. Heck yeah! If you want to come, you're more than welcome. 
We've got some spots close to town that <clears throat> hold some pretty decent deer on it. So Riley's biggest deer actually came from one of the spots. And your first first buck has to be a doe. <laughs> on that ranch so you go for width on the ears you want at least 30 inches of width between the ears it's a big head got some big old ears on it about as big as matt's <clears throat> <laughs> but yeah, he's that, pushing 40 i got to i think we've riley and i have talked about this place often in the last few months actually well, it's, we've got, I got two ranches that I grew up hunting on. Um, one of them, it's kind of weird how the evolution of getting spots, hunting spots is. Cause when we were, when we were, Ramsey and I were kids, very young kids, we really had nowhere to hunt. We hunted one ranch. And it was, uh, it was, you know, some people would be like, well, you know, don't even go out there. It's not worth it. But we hunted hard. And for a long time, we really knew how to map it out. And I, it was one of those places where a lot of people would just go out and they'd drive the main roads and they'd be like, ah, oh, there's nothing out here. But Ramsey and I would find um, special corners of this ranch and we found some really good bucks just by you I think know, getting out. I think the biggest deer I've ever seen was out there. Yeah, just getting out like off the off the beaten path and really, um, you know, taking that next step as a hunter and finding out where everything's at instead of, you know, driving the two track and headed home. Right. But uh, then we developed the same people took a lease on another place and over the last couple of years, um, you know, Sean hunting with us and then me hunting with Matt more, I've really hunted away from these two places, but we're thinking with us being gone that, you know, maybe some of the deer have moved, moved in and gotten big cause Ramsey and I aren't killing them. Well, I think I've decided that I'm probably just going to take Owen with me and leave Sean at home. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're really you awesome. Be successful then. Well, Sean will be late anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we uh, there's some they're really awesome spots and um, they're a lot of fun. So if you want to come with, come on. We're gonna go. Are you regardless. Dead set on a mule deer or a whitetail? I think a mule deer. That's a good man right there. Oh, I I tell you right now, I've shot close to probably seventeen or eighteen mule deer in my life, and no whitetails. So huh. that's because he won't set a. Blind like we tell. <laughs> Sit here, you will shoot a white tail. He shoots an elk, but if had he sat there, he would have shot a monster. Yeah, if, if I could see, I'd have shot that monster white tail. See, I, and I don't know if you have this yet at your age yet, Owen. But every year I go into a hunting season with with a couple goals in mind, right? Things that I want to spend my time on. Not sitting in one <laughs> spot. And this year, well, every year my biggest thing is bow hunting elk. Like it's. When you get to do it, Owen, and you get to sit there and and be in the middle of bugling, screaming bulls, you'll never want to do anything else. That's our main goal every year. But I think this year I have a really high goal of. Uh, um, you gonna whitetail it this year? I'm gonna whitetail it this year. I don't think That's... I'm. I'm not gonna pull the. I'm not gonna pull the scope up on a mule deer. Um, if I can get a whitetail done, that'll make. I'm gonna hold make you to that. Season. And if we ever go hunting. And there's just a if he just monster up, mule up on top of a turkey ridge. I mean, and just sits there from daylight till noon, and you don't move. You're gonna get one. Well, I, I see. I'm a weird. I'm a weird guy anymore, and I I like doing stuff the weird he way. Sure as hell is. And uh, like, not only do I want to shoot a whitetail, but there's an old tree stand that I don't think is used anymore that I found this year. That's Which, uh, at the. It's like right below the dozer trail. It's in the middle of the whole thing. Did you even know it was there? Yeah. Yeah. That's I want to sit that one and shoot one out of that. That's that would be really awesome. 
Uh, that's actually the uh, archery guy from Superior that used to work at Superior that now has no legs. Oh, really? That Wales was talking about bringing out for uh, just to sit in the camper and listen to bulls. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I want to hop up on that thing because it's like really hidden and I don't think anyone's used it. For, it doesn't look like anyone's used it for a while. I might no. be wrong. No, it hasn't been. But it looks like a, it would be real. Anyways, no one here knows what it's I'm even talking about. But. Yeah, I do. I know, I know where it's at. Well, I've sat I've the other there before. I've sat the other. I, I've sat both I the tree stand. I hunted that one last year. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I have this weird I came thing in the boat. <laughs> I don't know. I, I always, I also, I also think that if I go sit in a tree stand, like it doesn't disrupt everything else going on on the ranch. So this is true. But yeah, you'll see. Uh, over time, you'll you'll see that things things come together, and you'll get some more spots. And Owen, I got a question. Do you do you like the taste of gamey? You've had it before? Not really. I've only had jerky. But he's You guys good. ate all that elk, huh? It's at the shop. We've been eating it for lunch. Dang it, we wish you had it. We'd have you try some. Really good stuff. It is. And you'll find out that elk is the best. <laughs> Summer antelope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it, oh. I think I, <laughs> I think there's a wow. it's an acquired taste though because I I'll tell you right now antelope steak and your wife loves it doesn't she she really likes uh elk believe bird. it or not deer roast mule deer roast really cuz I'm a big like that's my I like to cut up my own deer and I enjoy I literally make both hind quarters into as many roasts as I can Sean is just like every like modern uh Housewife? No, modern, like every millennial hunter. Not even millennial hunter. Just like everyone that has any sort of media company. Um, I'll take my piece of meat on every part of my deer and slow cook it for twelve hours, and that's how we the eat best it. What's thing wrong to do with, with them roasts? Is you get them just crystallized, just right before they're unthawed. Slice them. That makes the best jerky. Hey, I don't know. I guess I'm weird. I I didn't grow up on game meat. My my dad never hunted. So I that's, did. You grow up on game meat, Matt? Yeah, you did. I mean, we always had. Some, you know, my dad had shot a few elk when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, it seemed we always had some. I wasn't ever really a huge fan of it, you know. Dare burger. Ugh. Yeah, I I do a lot of jerky. Pipe down over there. Ugh. We dare burgers off. We'd cut up a lot of our deer, our own deer, anytime we did it, and uh, made a lot of jerky, some steaks. Oh, Trapper jerky Dave's jerky and pepper sticks are. Like a must to have. You shoot the stuff the year before and then have it while you're hunting. See, that's that's pretty much all I ever had was like some like elk summer sausage is what I had until oh. I shot my first deer and then I actually got to experience this. So you remember R- Ramsey and I did it differently though. Do you remember our buddy Zach that hunted hunts with us up in Little yeah, Elks? Yeah, he made some bear summer sausage last year. It was bear the summer best sausage. thing oh, yeah, the, I have ever ball. had. Because it's in my greasy. Life. It's greasy. It's delicious. oh, it was so good. Bear meat tonight, huh? I know. Well, um, Ramsey and I did things similarly but different. We would uh, we would shoot a ton of geese, oh, yeah. so we could have oh. like thirty pounds of goose jerky, oh, wow. which it's it's so much. It it's one of the best jerky you can get. Surprisingly, there's no other way. Oh, yeah. Goose, what, what, what goose tastes super, terrible. What was super that. crazy was Saturday morning or Sunday. What day did Leonard and them leave? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday morning, I made a bunch of elk breakfast sausage, and oh. even them two were like, "This is the best sausage." Did you, did you have that when you came out last time? The patties. Yeah, yeah, that oh, stuff's really so good. good. But um, and and they were like dumbfounded on how good 
sausage. They thought it was pork sausage. Yeah. Until you told them it was elk. But we would do, we would get all that goose stuff um, and have 30 pounds of goose jerky. And that's what we would use for fishing trips and hunting trips and stuff. It was always our favorite thing to do because you always knew you had jerky in the pack for the next year. You just chewed real careful because. BB Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you're going to branch out and do most every kind of hunting or? I don't know. Pretty much. Waterfell hunt? Uh, he plinks around at his buddy's place out, out west of town. Or, or are you kind of like, uh, it's super cold out. Who wants to go sit somewhere at 30? You miles? just stop your shit. Yeah, don't okay. Just, don't just, you're hunting with us this year. No, I am hunting with you out of a heated blind. Listen to Matt Owen. <laughs> and then we're going to get this fishing shack. That Shut up, dude. I don't know. Amy gets to come like twice to justify buying it. <laughs> I was just talking to Matt at break about it. I really don't. I feel like it's something to do with the west side of the state because I can't tell you really anybody that I knew over there that was very hell-bent on waterfowl hunting. Because there's no flyway. The yeah, there's no flyway. Over there. There's no flyway. The east. <laughs> Freeze out lake. Uh, yeah. True. I guess that's true. I, I forget that's close to right north of Great Falls. There is quite a few. You know what? You know, there's a, a big, big thing that happens on freeze out is that it's like the number one place to shoot swans yep. in the state. Yeah. Every time I've ever been, that's why freeze they, out in in season. There that, is shit tons of birds. You know what? Sean, it's, it's, it's fine. That's why they bumped. <laughs> I mean. That's why they bumped up the season because the swans will migrate first. And that's why they made it so you could go me, do the me and Riley stuff before the whole lake because the whole lake freezes. Don't right, let I'm these guessing. two just they're just gonna no, talk me about and Riley. We'll go to Trapper Dave's, we'll get the big cinnamon rolls that Patty makes, we'll have coffee, we'll have a damn good time, and you can sit at home and do nothing. It's fine. I'll text message, you. yeah, do it. Text me, please. <laughs> Don't do knock it. I'm sure Matt it. has the recipe for those those cinnamon rolls anyway, so I could just come over here and yeah, but he can't make them like play that. big buck yeah. hunter while you guys are out freezing your ass off. <laughs> No, I'm going to try it. I, I have to try it this year. Just like ice fishing, except <coughs> I got to go ahead for an ice shanty. So <laughs> I'm not mad about that at all. Jeez. And you never did any, any waterfowl hunt when you were growing up, Matt? Nope. No? I don't even own a shotgun. Really? Really. We got you. It's fine. We have plenty. I think there's one in my safe. You got two. Father-in-law's. Do you own oh, I I do own one. I have it's funnest rifle you'll ever shoot. It's you know oh. the the judge. Oh yeah. The 45 410. Is it over under? I have it a, a revolving rifle. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Oh wow. Oh, is that the one you just take the barrel out of? No, you no. just change well, the cylinders. A, no, same cylinder. Is it the there, same cylinder? There's a choke you can put in the end. Oh, okay. Um for the shotgun, right. but to shoot the 45 long colts, you just leave the, the barrel end. open. Yeah, take that. The wow. one thing I'm pumped about is Grouse hunting after seeing all them grouse yesterday. Oh, it was so cool. <laughs> it was like a scene from Jurassic Park. You know when the uh, the, the raptors are running through the grass and all you can see is the grass moving? Well, the grass is so tall. These grouse are running through the field and all you can see is the grass. I like the, I like the yeah. metaphor used to use a velociraptor. Have you ever, no, that, was, that was exactly what it was like. Have you ever seen a grouse's legs? They look like a freaking dinosaur. Sharp tail? I tell you what, though. It's sharp tail tastes good. That is a true fact, Ramsey. Well, I smoked up one of those on a fire in the middle of the mountains last year. That wasn't a sharp tail. If it was in the mountains, a mountain it was a that was blue, 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 a blue. That's a blue ruffed grouse. See, that's how much I know about waterfowl. On it. I mean, that's not not, wa- not even waterfowl. waterfowl. Wow, God. I'm gonna shut up now. Do you own a hunting podcast? No. My God, I don't. 
This is why I don't even own That's a shotgun okay. either. We've we've established you this over seventy. I, do I know where it is? I, I can <laughs> tell you right now. For hunting together, you start with my single shot. That's all I'm telling you. <laughs> what is it? Is it twelve gauge? Yeah, twelve gauge. We, we've is established it break open single shot. Can I break have a open tw- single shot with the. I need a twenty. With the hammer. With the hammer. Hell yeah. Why? It's a joke. Uh, we've established this over thirty-three podcasts. Sean versus birds is just not. It's okay. <laughs> we won't. We won't. We won't harp on you too much about it. But Sean, uh, what, you want to do some uh, trivia questions on birds right now? What's a duck with a red head? Redheaded, large body, body or duck. small body? That's actually true. Um, I, I, as the grouse expert around here, oh my god, the guy that eats, he this eats. Why grouse. I don't even enjoy it when they start talking about birds. <laughs> I know, but but I, I always curious is like, have you tried all three? Mountain grouse is way better. It is. I always oh, wondered. Yeah. It's, it's a lot sweeter because they, they, they berries, eat junipers right? and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. sweet. I mean, uh, the meat's super sweet. Now back in the now, day, as far as sage grouse goes, I mean, all grouse are dark meat. Right. You know, a pheasant's pure white meat. But, mm-hmm. um, a mountain grouse is super sweet. So back and Sean's in- doing that. I'm almost an expert, but I'm quite not there. <laughs> Jeez, he's over talking about birds already. Why do I even hang out with these guys? <laughs> what about Hun? Do you like Hungarian partridge? Huns are amazing. You could okay. just, that's why the limit's nine, because it takes nine and 10 pounds of potatoes to get full. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually had another question for Matt. The, it's actually right here, number four. I haven't. I got them all. All yeah, the other ones. Across. Yeah, I do. Good job. So when you took him youth hunting, that was your first year back actually going out, right? Uh, three questions on his paper. No, they're <laughs> they're hyphenated. Just the year before. <laughs> so last year was his first year. The right. year before was his brother's first year, and that was my first year of okay, got to go hunting. I'd gone out. I've been in Billings like 13 or 14 years. I've gone out maybe twice in that time. And that was just kind of a buddy, you know, like, hey, you want to go hunting? So, yeah, sure. It basically just turns into drive around, you know, you go up, round up Levina, Harlow, you just make a big loop, just goofing off, you know, don't really have anywhere to go. And that was before Onyx. Onyx was a game changer for me. Yeah. yeah. So, if you didn't know somebody, you know, you didn't, plan your hunting season you didn't know where to go you didn't know where the block management was you didn't know where state land was and you know i'm you guys probably did because you that's what you do you're into it you know but for me to hunt here and hunt there i didn't know where to go but my uh my uncle hooked us up for the kids Let's just come so did you it. did you bring a rifle with you when you would go out there with him for nope you shooting you didn't not like you know you see like a hundred and seventy inch mule deer come across. Oh, okay. you don't want that. Well, one. you don't want that I one. Did I take a rifle with when I went with you? Uh, when we engraved our names in the rock, is that what you're talking about that time? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. Um, with Ryder, I did not. As 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 Ryder, does he have an actual hunting license or is he under the? He does now. Yeah, he's fifteen. He'll be sixteen and. December. Well, make sure you get him a 590 elk tag because we can get you a corn fed cow elk. Oh, yeah. Corn fed for the last 16 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> do you find yourself getting more into this now that the kids are in it? Like, do you think this is something that you will take on and do for the future? I know I need to. Um, it's a big 
time suck and I need to just do it, like, okay, we need to go hunting. I probably, on my own, could not provide the experience that he could get. Are you guys mostly just leaving in the morning and coming back to the house at Mm -hmm. night? Oh, we need to get into camp, guys, and go get a cow on the other side of the river. Yeah, and that, I mean that's a game changer when you go and stay overnight somewhere and you're able to banner like this all night. Yeah, I've only done that once and it was a miserable experience. I think I heard oh, you can come wall tent it with me and Sean in January. Yeah, did you? Did I ever tell you guys about that? No. When we went out to Narnia <laughs> wall tent and the, I think when I looked at my phone because we had a little spot of service, it was what negative eleven. Oof. And the first night. Uh, we wasn't did, bad. We did a very bad job at keeping the fire stoked. Um, I woke up at three in the morning with shivering, basically, and I was in my hunting gear. And then this is all just dumb pride because my house is literally ten minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a. I mean, it's just the experience. I mean, and, just and it turned into. So we have wood. Like wood stoves for our wall tents. Right. And uh, the first night we let it go out. And so we slept about two hours, you know, completely immersed in our sleeping bags. Yeah. And then the next night we're like, okay, we're going to have to take like hour and a half shifts. Because that's about how long you have before all the... And it ended up me and him just sat there and drank beers. Didn't go to bed at all. It's the same experience at our camp. At three o'clock in the morning, you finally get to sleep because it cooled off in the cabin enough that oh, that thing you can call underneath the sleeping bag, correct? Yeah, that that I can imagine that place can get to just. There's one window like where the bunks are, and then if Dave's in there, it's like 95 degrees in there. Yeah, really. and you just like put your face and next about to that window about the time about the time it cools off where you're like oh. You hear Dave get up and the fireplace opens up and he stokes that thing to the brim again. And you just hope to God you can get to sleep before the heat wave hits you. Yeah, Ramsey said this weekend, he's like, we might as well just not even put the ACs in so we can just get used to when Dave has the fireplace going on. In the, in well, you the, guys should just move the beds down to the uh, floor level. Well, the shit thing about it is I'm the only one that can sleep on the top bunk, me and Sean, when we're there. I mean, we're, we're kind of like the top bunk guys. And it's miserable up on top. Oh, it is. I mean, it's miserable. Especially the only thing you have is that window goes two ways. So you're like, Ramsey said your face is just against their. <laughs> you probably See, have your fan though this year. Yeah, but well, it's but, it's really funny though when you. But, but Dave will never let you run the generator at night. Dave, oh, Dave true. is a big time. You shut the generator off at 10 yeah. and you light it back up at 6. It's well, funny though when you're on the top bunk and. <laughs> You you're sitting by the window and like you said your face is by because like that turkey hunt there was snow on the ground so I mean we had the we had the, the fire on and my face is literally against the window and it's I wake up in a panic like I basically came out of the matrix <laughs> and I there's just somebody staring at me in the window because somebody's outside taking a piss <laughs> and it's an awkward eye contact you're like oh psh. and and preface before this we're all telling the scariest stories that we've had before this so you're <laughs> like oh I'm about to die. Well, see, I was smart, and uh, I chose the one bed that everyone hates in in the room. So I just the futon. Everyone hates, right next to the stove. Everyone hates the futon, so I get my whole bed to myself. Yeah, it's a good, it's a really good time. I mean, any any time you do wall tent at the cabin, I mean, 
Yeah, but you guys will have to come out. It's a it's a pretty great time. It is. Yeah, we'd and love we can to. cruise across the river. It's kind of a shitty hunt over there. I mean, I'll be honest with you. You have thirty minutes either you see something, you shoot it, or you don't. Because five ninety, our property is pretty small on that side of the river. So it's kind of you come into the feedlot side, and they're going to be there. You make a shot, or you don't. That's pretty much that, correct? But. You still have the cabin and the experience to go sure. with it. So uh, you can use your general tag for a cow on the other side, correct? Yes. Yeah. But I'm just talking like 590 if if you guys want to come now because it opened up the 15th of August. Oh, for archery? No, no for, for rifle. rifle. Cow. They open up shoulder season for like six months now. That's ridiculous. Holy yeah. Shit. So it's it's. I mean, we could we we had cows in our crosshairs. We would have been done Saturday night had we had tags. And a sighted in rifle. And they're over the counter too, right? <laughs> yeah, unlimited over the counter. So. It's it's a So when you get your rifle, you don't take it out of the box and think it's sighted in because it's not. No. <laughs> Riley. He needs to get a little more trigger time, hopefully to not have that buck fever again this year. But uh yeah. Get him a little more trigger time on his new rifle. and You've shot that a few times, though? A few times, but. Yeah. Ten bullets are cheap. Just tell your dad you need to put Six at five least is not. Do, yeah. not. do not put that in his head. <laughs> you need to shoot at least 100 rounds every month. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we are. Overtime is going to be beneficial for you this year, man. <laughs> we are cutting it close on uh, break time here, so we're going to go to a little break here, and we'll be right back. Finish up. Two Leggings Outfitters out of Hardin, Montana is your one-stop shop for the best hunting and fishing adventures Montana has to offer. If you're looking for fishing adventures, big game hunting, bird hunting, and much more, get a hold of Dave or Patty at Two Leggings Outfitters, 406-665-2825. Book the adventure of a lifetime today. All right, well, we're going to... These guys, these guys are on one oh tonight. God, I'm gonna um, Matt, if you're having a problem with everybody, maybe everybody's not the problem. Okay, Matt and Owen are fucking cool as shit. It's just you two. <laughs> no, it's um, Riley and Sean tonight. We just want to finish up here and say thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah. Um, do we have anything, Owen, from you that you want to tell us about hunting, real quick, or ask questions or anything while you're on, or? Uh. How would you know it's like prime elk country? That's a good question. Oh, good question. Wow. That is a great question. So if you're not with Riley. <laughs> I'm literally an elk magnet. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, oh, he's hurt. That hurt him doing I'm play. sorry. We're talking about my my prime my prime deal here. Um, well, it depends kind of where what what country you're in. Um, if you're up by where you're living um, or where your dad's from. Um, a lot of that country up there is going to be big, big meadows on top of timber is good elk country up there. You're going to need cover and water up there. Wallows. Yeah, I, yeah. That was the biggest thing about mountain elk hunting is find wallows. Down here, it's a little bit different situation. Um, if you can get on any low-lying uh, sagebrush timber areas around here that especially over here water is massive over here um because it's not readily available everywhere like it is in the mountains so if you have a spot 
that you, you know, if you're in a mountain range or mo- most of the hills around here have elk anymore just because everything has been pushed down, for, you know, by wolves and stuff and people out of the mountains. Um, but yeah, anything with water and timber around here is pretty much a, almost a guarantee that you're going to find. Running water at least, I would say. Well, the biggest thing is, is, is elk have never been a mountain animal. They've always been a plains animal. They've only been pushed into the mountains because of people. And that's why a lot of people want to hunt the high country, like the breaks and stuff. The Missouri breaks are probably where they first were at in the Montana area, where they came down from Canada. Mm-hmm. Well, you would be surprised. I don't know if you already know this, but there's elk within five miles of Billings. I don't know if you knew that, but there is. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything with anything with good water, and then I've, a lot of times it's timber on the edge of a feed. So whether that be wheat or corn or alfalfa or something like that, anything that they the can- biggest thing is this time of the year, I think corn. Oh yeah. It's the same with you. Do you want to go eat some crappy McDonald's nuggets or do you want a candy bar? Candy bar. Yeah. <laughs> same thing. They want to eat grass, but if they can get the corn, corn is a candy to them. And elk around here really are, I don't want to say nocturnal, but they spend a lot of their active time from the end of, you know, low light, tell dark they're out moving around so they like stuff that they can sneak out of the timber and eat in the dark in the fields and then head back up into the end of the trees around here so but yeah that's that was an awesome question that was i'm a little bit shocked by that that was a really good question i don't think sean's ever had that good of a question i don't think i've ever (laughs) even thought of that before do you have any more questions i don't think so are you uh, so obviously you haven't been on a on a elk hunt where you're holding a tag do you think when that time comes that that'll kind of take the tail of the tape and that'll be what you enjoy doing the most is elk hunting oh yeah definitely we'll see if how he feels about it when we actually get an elk on the ground and then the work starts yeah it's a much different situation (laughs) that is probably the biggest reason that i haven't really been into hunting over the years is a lot of freaking work just call yeah. Sean. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, call Sean cuz he'll call us. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually one of our favorite things to do. We always tell people anytime. Oh yeah. You get mm-hmm. something down. We love we love uh working the knife and packing out. It's really rewarding. It is. You'll you'll get to know. know that. I've always liked to shoot things where I can drive the pickup right up to them. <laughs> now we've definitely had that too. That's my favorite hunting. That's uh <clears throat> I always tell these guys like that's that's one of my favorite things to do is the actual pack out like deep, you know, where I used to hunt like the Bob and Western side of the state. That was the most fun for me. was that portion of it. Fuck that. Oh, we are hunting up at the <laughs> Ford now in the deepest. Matt, you saw me canyon. get, you saw me and Ramsey get your bear out of there. So, you know, when I shoot, when we shoot our bulls, when we year, drop you... a 1200 pound bull down there, we'll be at camp cooking dinner. Are you going to come help us if we call you? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Are you guys going to come help us? If we it's happened. Do we want them to come help us? Uh, no. no. I'll come help. I'm, 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 I'm hunting with you guys opening today, so I'm not hunting. I'm just going to be there. From so he's going to show you I how guess, to do it. I guess I didn't ask this question, too, and it's literally right in front of me. So obviously some things happened and Family Ranch sold. What is the plan now for this year coming up? I don't know. Um, I was told that you know they'll they'll get him as deer. Okay, come out there. We can still hunt. 
Um, it hasn't been talked about a whole lot. It's kind of a touchy subject with some people in the family. Okay. Me, I, I mean, I don't care, whatever, you know. Um, but they're still out there. And the guy that bought it, from what I understand, bought it for hunting. You know, he's from back east. He paid a primo price for it. Um, I'm not certain on the number of acres, but I know it's a lot. And yeah, basically now my uncle and cousin still run their cows, still harvest their alfalfa. Um, I don't know all the details on that, but they still live out there. They're still business as usual for them. They're just not paying the bills, you know. It's right. They're just working out there now. So I think this guy, he's got him planting food plots and stuff. You know, he's he's focusing uh, focusing the ranch to be a hunting property now, not out of working right. cattle ranch yep. anymore. So, you know, cattle is not his concern. You know, he's not praying for rain and, you know, what are we going to feed the cows? He's worrying about how big his elk are going to be. So, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, but yeah, he said, you know, you've always got a spot in the rig with us. So perfect. Uh, We appreciate it. And I know he's pretty stoked to get to do some more hunting this year. Yeah. And then I don't have to do all the, all the (laughs) planning because that's the worst part for me. You know, it's like my work schedule. I never know what I'm doing. And it's just, uh, Hey, you want to go hunting today? All right, cool. Let's go. Or let's go in the morning and, you know, hop in the pickup, take a drive, go down south, go up north, you know, walk a little bit, drive a little bit. And last year just sucked, you know. Yeah, it, just, it was a bad year. There was no deer around, you know. No. we. I think all of us ran into that same thing. It was a tag soup year for sure. And it's, it's actually really cool because I feel like Owen a few years ago wasn't as – deep into the outdoors aspect as he's become he was busy rodeoing then that was his bull riding bull riding time that was fun COVID killed that and uh yeah him and his little buddy they're just you know when they're his buddy's dad's a big fisherman and stuff so it's one cool. thing about owen is when he's interested in he's he's well, I won't all the say, way in. I won't say what I was gonna say, but yeah, he's he's all in, you know. Just he's obsessed with it, you know. I don't think you see a lot of eleven-year-old kids with with drive and stuff that, like, honestly, not much it's, anymore. No, and it's the future. It really is. It. More people need to be like that, and it's really cool to see them be able to. Yeah, you know, and and I, I I try to help him um pursue his passions you know like i got back into hunting for the kids i could you know if it wasn't for the kids i could care less or couldn't care less whatever but uh but yeah i just i want to give him every opportunity that i can and see if he really likes to do it you know and then in a few years he'll be grown up and whatever he wants to do he can go do on his own I'll tell you right now, Owen, stick with it. 
It's a good, good passion and hobby to have. A lot of life lessons are learned. And uh, if I can leave you with one thing tonight, just know that when you're out in the woods and stuff, always appreciate the situation you're in and that understand that you're one of like 5% of the world that gets to experience something like that. And it's really rewarding and it's really awesome. And the best thing to do is do it with friends and family because you can't beat that. Yeah. And we live in some of the best hunting in the world. People, people come from all over the country. hundreds of thousands of dollars to do what you get to do. Yep. Just to go do it. Wow. Yep. It's, it's all, it's, it's, you know, t- the harvesting of an animal is so much the least of the worry. The enjoying the experience and doing it with, with the people you love is something that uh, you, you got to cherish the rest of your life. And I think the biggest thing about it is like my dad, Trapper Dave, you've heard about him on here. It was 27 years between the two deer he shot. And uh, I don't think it's because he didn't want to shoot one. I think it's because once you pull the trigger, you can't hunt no more that year. Your hunting experience is over. And I really think that's how come he hasn't pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. I'll call call him out on it right now. But if you shoot something in the opening week, you're done. You know? And we've talked about it a lot on here too, like, but you're going to have more missed opportunities than you're ever going to have. Like Trapper Dave said, the the stuff that's been road records has been shot on accident. People don't even know that they shot the road record. It's been an accident. Just go out there and you're going to have more, more days of unsuccessful hunts that you're going to remember more than that successful hunt. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's – I mean, how many times have we talked about it where – you know, we go out there and did we have a chance to shoot something? Yeah, but it was kind of more or less like sit back and watch them. The, yep. the best part, the only hunt I can remember we done the turkey hunt, but the best day I had is when we made that fire up on top of the hill, had those snacks and just laid down and bullshitted for two and a half hours around a fire. Found a shed. Yeah. And that, that seriously was what I remember. I, I mean, the turkey hunt was awesome, but that day I remember it. You know, you're going to hear the word camaraderie a lot when it comes <laughs> to hunting. And it is a, I mean, it's as true as it gets. Can you spell that word, Sean? Um, K. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. And always remember to, to follow the safety, follow good, good hunting safety, rifle safety, and uh, take care of the people you're with. And that's about it. But uh, it's all, yeah, it's think, not all about shooting an animal. Nope. But you'll I get it. It'll, it. it'll come. When you least expect it, the situation will be right in your lap and it'll be something you'll never forget. Absolutely. Remember the bigger the deer on your first one, the bigger that liver is you have to eat. <laughs> so if the horns are huge, the liver's huge. <laughs> it's tasty, don't worry. I promise. Well, thank you too for being our first father son on here. That's hey, like yeah. I said, that's something that we it's really really appreciate. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, hopefully we'll get you back on. And like Ramsey said, the door is open if you want to come. I would love us. to have you back on like December to tell us about how successful your yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to do that. Hopefully we can make it out with you guys a couple times. As long as you're okay with being on camera. I mean, you were tonight, but. Yeah, I think he's fine with it. Yeah. All them girls at school now are going to be like, oh, <laughs> I see. <laughs> well, as always, uh, make sure to check out BullMountainBrothers.com. We have... Well, actually, this is big news that we didn't even talk about. Oh, geez. We got our first merchandise in store. Um, if you're running through Mon- central Montana on your way out to, well, you could head out to the breaks that we were talking about or 
heading out to White Sulphur or anything like that, stop through Danny's in Broadview, Montana. We have merchandise in the store. Um, if you you know need a dry fit shirt for your well, by by hunting season, we'll probably have some different stuff. But we will. But for now, it's cool to have something in in uh, in brick and mortar. I mean, not our own brick and mortar, but it's nice to have something in store. And hopefully, we plan on expanding more and more into more places. So, um, with that, anything else, good. boys? That should be good. You're good. Cool. Awesome. We will catch you on the next one. See ya. See ya later. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. Hey, if you're looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers. Be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and Facebook and YouTube at Bull Mountain Brothers. Also, don't forget to check out our B&B store at bullmountainbrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.